FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. All right, everybody, welcome to Faux Monday, the snackable companion show to FOMO Sapiens. We will be back, of course, on Thursday with a full episode of FOMO Sapiens. But until then, happy Faux Monday, best day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and of course, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, this weekend on Saturday, we have Earth Day coming up. And you know what's so funny, guys? I actually was like, it's 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 April 22nd, and I was thinking, it can't be that close to 420. So this, it is, apparently. I didn't know that, but it is April 22nd, Saturday. And so in advance of that, I was just thinking about a topic that is important because, you know, we talk about FOMO here. You're not going to have any FOMO if there's no earth to live on. So living sustainably is the topic this week. We're going to learn about how to live more sustainably. And I have the perfect guest to do that. Her name is Monica Richards, and she is a former farm girl turned eco-friendly interior designer and trained Hollywood TV host who launched her lifestyle brand, Eco Babe, to empower people to live more sustainably with credence that what they do matters. Now, in addition to the EcoBay blog, YouTube channel, and shop, Monica provides sustainability consultations for homeowners and brands, as well as zero waste and composting workshops for companies and groups across the world. Wow, that is a mouthful, but I got it out. Welcome to Faux Mondays, Monica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am more excited than you. And that is, and you, you're pretty excited. So there's a lot of excitement on the line here. Now, let's just start this. How did you, so you, you know, I love that you grew up in a farm in Michigan. I'm a Mainer. So we're basically, you and I know how to like till a field. How did you get into this world of the work that you do in, in, in the eco-friendly environment? So my eco babe education began really young when I grew up on a farm. So it was just a natural thing. Like my daily chores were collecting chicken eggs, taking care of the animals, gardening. I had my own garden. So I really saw how when we connect with the earth, everything is better. And I really saw how mother nature kind of takes her course. Um, I've always been connected. Yeah. So I, after I went to college, which I graduated in interior design, I worked in interior design in London and then LA for a while. I, I was pitching this show around Hollywood and it was like eco-friendly meets home design. And they would be like, you know, the executives would be like, well, who do you imagine hosting the show? And I'm like, well, me, duh. And they were like, you literally have zero credentials. So I started hosting classes, which are much like acting classes. And I did that for five years. I hosted for a really great fashion and beauty show on AOL. It was so fun. I would write, produce, host up at 4.30 in the morning every single day. I loved it. But after a few years, I started feeling like where I can enjoy reporting on Kim Kardashian and her beauty routine in her closet, what I would much rather be doing is something deeper with more meaning for the world. And so that's when I launched EcoBabe. And so now I'm here. <laughs> wow. That's really cool. So like, I just want to get into it because you have been doing this for a while. You're very experienced. And the thing is about, about all these topics is 
I think a lot of times people get this idea that it's like, you know, you have to make these massive changes. But like anything in the world, whether it's taking care of yourself or taking care of others, it starts with changing the way that you see the world in your daily routine. So I just want to get into, you know, kind of a couple of examples of what we can do in our homes, small changes that we can make that can actually have a big impact on the world around us. Sure. So the number one adjustment that I tell and share with all of my clients, all of my friends, all of my family members is to figure out what to do with your food scraps. So mm. the reason this is really important, we have to start off with knowing how landfills are actually designed. Landfills in the States are actually designed for storage so that toxins and chemicals don't leach from them. But with that, nothing properly biodegrades at landfill, including food. It does not biodegrade. Wow. The three elements that microorganisms need, which naturally occur in the soil, don't reach those microorganisms to break down the food or anything else properly. So food actually accounts, we waste 40% of food in America and food accounts for 21.9% of landfill space. It is the highest ranking material, even over packaging is food and landfills. And we're running out of landfill space. And while it's unproperly kind of biodegrading at landfill, food also releases methane gas, which is more potent than carbon dioxide, which is the greenhouse gas mm. we always hear about, right? So figuring out what to do with your food scraps is so important and it has a huge impact collectively. Um, we're also kind of running out of fertile soil in the States. So figuring out what to do with your food scraps helps with this also. In my household, I take the garbage out like once every other month because mm -hmm. it never smells. There's no food scraps in there. So there's a lot of different things that you can do with your food scraps. I actually teach a whole composting workshop in and of itself because there's so many different options. But for our city dwellers, there's like in New York, for instance, there's an app called Digi, D-I-G-I, and they're all around FIDA. You could actually go on Tribeca and they look like the regular garbage cans, but it's for your food scraps. So I collect my food scraps. I keep it in the freezer so it never smells. And then I take it in paper bags two blocks down and dump them there. There's also always farmers markets in big cities and smaller cities that will usually accept food scraps. Um, there's a there's a website called makesoil.com or .org. No, I'm, I can't remember, but makesoil.com or .org. You plug in your zip code. It's a global website and it partners you with local sites where chickens and pigs love your food scraps. So even those ways, you can really integrate into your community and affect it in a positive way. There's also things you can do with your food scraps, like you can make veggie broth out of them. So you collect them in your freezer, you keep them, you just add water to it, boil it down. And that can, and that's like a really great way to reuse those food scraps. And there's a thing called compost tea and compost smoothies, where you're collecting your food scraps, you put them in a mason jar, fill it up half with water, and then you strain it. What's left in, it's like this brown liquid that you strain, your indoor plants love it. That's like a natural, beautiful fertilizer. And then you're left with like this mush, right? Like the food mush. You throw that in a blender with more water and that's for your outdoor plants. If you're lucky enough to have <laughs> outdoor plants. <laughs> There's a lot of different solutions and what to do with food scraps. So that's one of the biggest, most impactful adjustments that you can make. Okay, so I just want to say it's makesoil.org. I just checked while you were talking. And I I can't believe this. So we're neighbors in New York City, we have just discovered. And so I am gonna do this because I hate throwing things away. I miss your I by the way, like I discovered the world of I mean, this is sad because it took me all these years, but you know, 
freezing food and eating it later. So I'm really good about that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I use these like glass containers and all the things, but it is so important. And I also recently discovered, just to your point, I was in Argentina recently and I saw at Starbucks that they give away the coffee grounds for people to take home, the used coffee grounds to take home for fertilizer. So like, these are things that we just don't even think about, but all of that makes a ton of sense. Now, I do want to talk about what to do outside of the home, but first, I'm going to take a little break, so we will be back in just one moment. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to NetSuite.com slash FOMO. That's NetSuite.com slash FOMO. NetSuite.com slash FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, everybody, we are back with Ecobag, Monica Richards, talking about what we can do to live a you know, better life for the world because, again, it's not to be trifled with. I'm not so sure that we have to, you know, there's a lot of people that say, like, if we don't change today, we're all going to be dead in three years. I'm not sure that's the case, but it doesn't really matter because it's still, it's, it's you cannot treat the earth like a dump and we, we do need to respect earth and we can do little things. So, Monica, I want to come back to you. What can we do in the wider world? We leave our homes every day, at least, you know, now we do again, thank God. And I imagine there's lots of opportunities to just like make an impact in the world around us. So what do you recommend for that? First of all, climate change is for humans. It's not for the earth. The earth has, although it does affect the earth, but the earth has Fair point. herself six times. Yes. So You're so right. It's for, it's for <laughs> humans. And that's something else I love to remind people of is like, this is for us. You know, so everything yeah. that we do really makes a difference for us as well. Um, outside of the home, I love, and it's so simple, signing petitions. Petitions work. If there's something going on in your local community or in your state that you see, like, uh, say your city doesn't have recycling or say you don't want any more plastic cutlery coming with your 
Uber Eats or your food delivery services, call your, your local officials and call the state officials because especially when it comes to state representatives, like the House of Representatives and the Senate, they take tolls on every phone call, every email, every anything that comes in for a matter or an issue. Like we are really like the mouthpiece for them of what's going on outside congressional doors. And it really works. Like there's something I just posted on my Instagram a few weeks ago. There was three climate bills that I supported that passed, which was awesome. And it's such a good feeling. So they really, really do work. In addition to petitions and calling your representatives and just using your voice and your signature, I love the having method. Having. So it's like, you know, H-A-L-V-I-N-G, having. Uh, okay. It, it was termed by, and you'll like this because you do coined terms. It was coined by my friend, Mike, who owns Hear Me Raw, which is a refillable skincare um, face mask a brand here in New York, actually. And it's called the having method. And it really is just having everything that you consume. Like food, if we have that when we're out to a restaurant, it's so much less waste. If you have the time that you take an Uber to work and you walk or take the train instead, that's so much less of a carbon footprint. So it really is in general, just about conscious consumerism. Like, do you really need that? Where is this going to go at end of life? Who makes this? And that's really all you have to do is have that foundational base to consumerism, become a minimalist. So true. I remember, remember the '90s or the early 2000s. I, I remember those times when, when like H and M first came around, and I remember there was this kind of mindset out there that everything was now disposable. That you would buy something at the H and M or the Zara with the notion that it would be kind of like almost obsolete by the time you put it on, and you just throw it away. And now there's been in a lot of areas of our world, people like are looking. I want to buy something that's well made, and I want to have it for the rest of my life. Because my dad, my dad has the shoes he got married in, and like when he needs to go somewhere nice, he puts them on. And by the way, like they're very nice. Unfortunately, my feet are bigger. I would take them from him. <laughs> So like it's that's that kind of stuff when I I've, I've really tried as I've gotten sort of older and sort of looked at the way I consume stuff. It's like I just try to the stuff that you buy that's not very well made. You don't wear it anyway or you don't use it anyway. Get something that may be a slightly more expensive, but you will use forever and then cut out the, the noise and all the mess because it's just uh, living in clutter is not healthy for any aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. There is a movement right now that's really popular. I think it's called, uh, it's called clutter something. Like it's hashtag clutter. What was the Barbie one? Oh, you're asking the you're asking the wrong man for it. But what was it? Clutter core, and it just kills me that this is trend, uh... and it's been in magazines, and it's just the opposite of what we really need to be doing as consumers. It kills me. Yeah, but just being a conscious consumer and a minimalist is a really great way to make a huge impact. And you'll see, like, it also saves you money, by the way. Yeah, I want to talk about that actually. That you, it's like you're reading my mind today. <laughs> so I was thinking about this because I, I, one of the things that I think sometimes people think about, or one of the misconceptions, is that somehow being sustainable costs a lot of money. And I think that's because. Oftentimes it's positioned as this luxury thing. It's like that, you know, it's sort of like a, um, it's a high class thing to do and it's for wealthy people or whatever, which is so dumb because we all know that like people who live at the bottom of the pyramid and that have the least money on the world across the world are the ones who probably live most sustainably, right? Because they have to make do with less. Correct. So for those of us 
who are also thinking like, I'd like to have a few more dollars in my pocket to invest in my business or invest in the stock market or whatever. Like talk about how we, how this helps us to save money. Well, when you aren't using things and disposing of them and ordering more on Amazon at all times, and you're reusing them and repairing over buying new, that just inherently saves you money. Yeah. There is a, can I tell you my paper, my paper towel example? Yes, please. It is a while. Uh, so I'm not great with numbers. So I'm looking it up very quickly in my notes. Here we go. Okay. So for instance, how much do you think that, do you, do you use paper towels? No judgment. I do. I do. How much do you, and I love them. <laughs> how much do you use? Like how much do you think you spend a year on paper towels? Oh boy. Probably. I mean, right? I don't know, 45 bucks. I don't know. That's it. I don't use them that because I, I like you know it's not like I'm like wiping up everything. I do use a proper towel, but yeah, huh. say it's forty, maybe it's sixty bucks. I don't know. Okay. Say sixty bucks. Okay. Well, okay. So in America, with paper towels, we use thirteen billion pounds of paper towel each year. Only in America, per person, that's forty pounds or eighty rolls per year. Eighty rolls. Mm. How much? Is wow. Roll? Like at least a few dollars. Oh well, if, it depends. If you go to the CVS on Church Street in Tribeca, it's like eight ninety five for one roll. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, go check it out. See? It's shocking. You can save a lot of money by being eco. So, in <laughs> the paper, like the actual paper towels, we the resources we use for these paper towels to manufacture them are fifty one thousand trees and sixty million gallons of water every single year. Mm. So, if we if we reduced usage by just one paper towel sheet a day one a day, we'd save 571 million, 230,000 pounds of paper towel waste in America each year. So just imagine all the money that we'd save as well. And instead of paper towels, I use cloths. I use Swedish dish dish cloths, which are amazing and they last for forever. So the things that I call them eco swaps, but a lot of the swaps and eco swaps that we use instead of this disposal disposable products save money you know it's so true it's like my dad was telling me that back when he was growing up there was a guy whose job it was to just sell rags around to people oh. it was like the rag man yeah. so it was a thing apparently and now if you think about how people lived 100 years ago when it comes to the things that we just throw away and use like like a paper towel mm-hmm. like it's not like you have to never use a paper towel but i went down to the store for like a buck 99 and i bought some like rags right and I use those. You just wash them. Yeah. And think about you're saving money. You're saving the earth uh, for the people, as you mm-hmm. very rightly mentioned. And also just like, I don't know, it's just it's just annoying to buy that stuff. It's like you're, I, the amount of Amazon packages that show up at some point, you just have to say to yourself, like, is we're going to look back at this and be like, what were we thinking? Exactly. A great tip for Amazon, though, is also to bulk order. Like write it down in your planner what you need each week and then just bulk order so it comes in less packaging. I love it. All right. We've learned a lot today. Lots of things to think about. Now, if you want to find out more about Monica's work, you can go to ecobabe.co. You can also find her on Instagram at the ecobabe. Monica Richards, thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much. Happy Earth Day. Here's to a better Earth. Happy Earth Day. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. 
Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.